0: It is Monday, December 5th. This is the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Lance Glynn. We have made it to the opening of the Transfer Portal window. And before we start, make sure to tune into the 24-7 Sports YouTube page all day today as we bring you the first ever Transfer Portal Palooza show. From 10 a.m. all the way to 6 p.m. Eastern, so many of your favorite 24-7 sports personalities come together to break down what has turned into one of the busiest days of the year. So many names have already announced their intentions to enter the portal. They will make it official today. And so many more will make it known that they plan to play college football elsewhere. So remember from 10 a.m. Eastern to 6 p.m. Eastern all day today, the 24-7 Sports YouTube page is the place to be for the Transfer Portal Palooza show. One man who has been all over the portal since its inception and someone that is going to play a prominent role on our show today is Chris Hummer, and he joins me now to discuss what we have seen and preview what we potentially will see when it comes to the Transfer Portal. So Hummer, thanks so much for coming on. Are you ready? For the craziness that's about to happen today, I mean, it's getting set up to be quite the day for you, man.
1: Yeah, ready. Ready might not be the word I would describe, but I'm definitely excited. Um, there's going to be a lot happening at once, and uh, it should be a really good time. I think 24/7 Sports covers the portal better than anyone, and I hope everybody's excited for a day of fireworks because there's just going to be news. It feels like every few minutes, it'll be crazy.
0: Yeah, it'll be crazy. It'll be crazy. It'll be a fun show, I'm sure. Again, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern on the 24-7 YouTube page, the Transfer Portal Palooza show. So make sure to tune in. But Chris, the word crazy, we've both said it now. How crazy will this day be, though? You know, when you're looking at just pure numbers standpoint, how many players do you think could enter? How hectic could it be for some teams? What are you anticipating when it comes to this first day of the Transfer Portal window?
1: Well, I had a a source in the Pac-12 put it to me this way. December 5th is now the most important day on the college football calendar. And I think that's right. Obviously, we've seen a lot of names under the portal ahead of time just announcing their intentions but december 5th for undergraduates is going to be the first day where um, they can actually be contacted so there's going to be a rush of players who are going to have a rush of interest from schools and i expect um it really it depends on each school because compliance enters players in the portal and it can vary how long it can take but i think we're going to see easily 500 total players in the portal today from the fbs so it'll be uh, it'll be a lot So 500 players just from the FBS alone, it's
0: going to be a wild day from the transfer portal. And you said before, we've already seen players announce their intentions. Now, obviously, they can't officially enter the portal until today, or they weren't able to officially enter the portal until today. They finally can do that. And obviously, players will trickle in based on what uh, the compliance of those schools do when it comes to, you know, actually putting the players in the portal. Uh, But we've already seen names uh, announced. Who are some teams that you have your eyes on as the day gets going, as the portal window gets going, that you think could be really active in bringing some transfers in to help their teams in 2023?
1: Yeah. So Lance, I like to split this into a couple different categories because I think it's important to um, put the distinction between teams being aggressive in the portal and necessarily having to be aggressive in the portal, if that makes sense. So I think the first category to look at is new coach. So, for example, Hugh Freeze and Kenny Dillingham at Auburn and Arizona State, they have to be ultra aggressive in the portal. Those rosters need a makeover. They're going to have to go in there and be super aggressive to turn their rosters over quickly. I think a name looming all of, over all of this is Deion Sanders at Colorado. I expect Colorado to be among the most successful transfer portal teams in the country. Deion showed he could do it at Jackson State, and now he'll have power five resources at Colorado. He'll have really easy access to California, have really easy access to Texas at that job. Like he is going to bring in some high profile players. Andrew Ivins, our excellent recruiting reporter, talked to Brandon Innes last night, five star receiver committed to Ohio State. He's willing to wait until signing day, in part because of Deion Sanders, and we're going to see transfers have the same impact. I think the second category is teams in need of a spark. So you're thinking of, either coaches in the hot seat think a um an indiana or a louisville both of those um, schools are going to have their coach in the hot seat going in 2023 or you think of miami or a florida teams that had a up and down 2022 season and they need to keep rebuilding their roster they're all going to be very aggressive in the portal and then the last kind of category to keep an eye on is teams that are always aggressive. So this is like your Florida States, your TCUs, your LSUs, your UCLAs, your Arkansas, your Ole Misses, teams that have made the transfer portal part of their fabric and part of their DNA. So I think a lot of teams are going to be aggressive, but those are kind of the large swaths of the schools you can expect to be ultra aggressive in the portal. Yeah.
0: And the thing also to watch with Dion at Colorado, potential portal entry is from Jackson State. Uh, obviously, his son, Shador Sanders, is the quarterback at Jackson State. Uh, does he enter the portal and follow where his dad goes? Uh, the most obvious name, Travis Hunter. Uh, he went to Jackson State for Dion. Does he potentially follow Deion uh, to Colorado? That's something to watch and something that I'm sure a lot of fans uh, will have their eyes on. And, and Hummer, you know, with the transfer portal opening on December 5th, the early signing period starts only 16 days from now. So the two dates, December 5th and December 21st are so close. How do you think that affects schools plans for signing day? Do you think kids are going to have to, or transfers I should say, are going to have to decide sooner because these schools are just going to straight up tell them, look, we need to know what your decision is going to be. So we need to know, so we can know how to attack early signing day and how to attack high school recruiting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the transfer process is already like you hit fast forward on the remote a couple of times and now you're, just going at like 10 times speed for these guys because schools are gonna really press for players to make early decisions so they know how to allot their scholarships in the 2023 class and i think it really at this point like the transfer portal used to be kind of a um Not like a gimmicky thing, but just like something that schools will dabble in, but not necessarily use heavily. Now, I think for 95% of FBS schools, the transfer portal and recruiting are intertwined. Um, They think of these numbers as the same. They allot spots on their roster the same way. So it's just whoever fits their board best is who's going to get those spots. So I, I think it's... I think it's totally intertwined and I I think everything's going to move very fast um, ahead of signing day because a lot of these kids want to be mid-year enrollees and a lot of these schools are going to demand essentially that they decide by December 21st if they want to be mid-year enrollees.
0: So I want to move on to asking about some of the players that have already entered that, that you might potentially have your eyes on. And and I want to start at quarterback. And, and two notable names, or three notable names I'll, I'll give you. Uh, Brennan Armstrong, obviously the quarterback formerly of Virginia. Uh, Phil Jerkovic, uh the quarterback formerly of Boston College. And Drew Pine, the quarterback who started the majority of the season for Notre Dame after Tyler Buckner got hurt. They've all entered the portal. You'd assume they'd all be pretty hot commodities. We said before Cade McNamara entered, but he's already made his intentions known that he's going to Iowa. What do you think about just those three and And quarterbacks in general, because we've seen quarterbacks change teams last year to this year, and they've made pretty big impact. Obviously, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, uh, the two most notable with LSU in the SEC title game and USC in the Pac-12 title game, obviously having lost to Utah a couple days ago.
1: It's already, I'm still waiting on a couple of potential big fish who can enter quarterback wise, but it's already a really strong group. Brandon Armstrong, particularly, obviously just didn't fit well in Tony Elliott's system at Clemson this year, but just two years ago, he threw for more yards than anybody else in the FBS, I believe. So I think the second most FBS yards, the first most in the power five. Um, So he's an excellent quarterback. Notre Dame needs a quarterback. Maybe they call Drew back and bring him back and reunite. I don't, I don't think that'll happen, but you never know. I think Drew Pine is a good quarterback. i I don't know. His high school coach is on the UConn staff, so maybe that's a place to keep an eye on there, um, potentially. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of good options to kind of sort through. Hudson Card's officially going to be in the portal on Monday, most likely. Um, he's going to draw significant interest. Um, I think like Notre Dame is a school that's definitely going to at least explore Hudson Card quite a bit. So yeah, it's a it's a really strong class, and we're seeing. We see starting quarterbacks move at like a sixty percent rate right now. I think four and five star quarterbacks transfer at a seventy percent rate in their career, so it's just going to be uh, quarterback musical chairs. It feels like.
0: Yeah, look, I mentioned Pine, Brennan, and Yerkovic, but there's so many quarterbacks that have already entered. I've, I forgot Hart. I forgot Hudson Card. I forgot Haynes King entered the portal as well, um, and and so many more are going to be entering today on December fifth. But ultimately it's not always all about the quarterbacks. And one of the most highly sought after positions in the transfer portal, because there frankly aren't that many of them is offensive line. Who do you have your eyes on, on the offensive line that, is already garnering a ton of interest and could make a big impact wherever they go next season.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of really good linemen in the portal, but I think the most popular one right now is AJ Cornelius. He's from Rhode Island. Probably not a name on most people's radar, but he was a the second highest graded offensive tackle in the FCS this season for PFF. Right now, he has over 20 plus offers already. He can just go wherever he wants. Honestly, I have a story up on him from over the weekend that people can read. It wouldn't shock me if he ends up at someplace like a Penn State or in Michigan kind of in his backyard, but he's going to have every SEC offer in the world too, basically. So he's a really good one. Cincinnati just lost Jake Renfro to the transfer portal. He was one of the best centers in the country. Um, you could say the same thing at Stanford. Drake Nugent was one of the best centers in the country as well. Like, there's some really good offensive linemen in the portal. And I think it's a really important thing to remember. If you're an offensive lineman who can stand up and slate a lot of snaps, you're going to get a lot of offers. It's just how it is. Like, I have coaches of, like, players in the FCS who tell me, like, their offensive tackle can't play worth a lick, but he's already got several FBS offers just because experience is so important at that position, so... You're gonna see you're gonna see linemen with dozens of offers, man. It's it's a position everybody needs to get better at.
0: 100. percent And it takes offensive linemen uh, long to develop. So you know you could bring a plethora of four-star offensive linemen in or five-star offensive linemen in, but that doesn't always mean they're going to be ready year one. So that experience helps, and and having depth helps too. That's why teams are obviously always looking for offensive linemen. So, Hammer, before I let you go, um, you don't have to name any names here. Obviously, with the transfer portal opening. There are going to be some guys that enter that are going to make people, you know, say whoa. That are going to make people's jaws drop to the floor. Do you foresee that happening? You don't need to know. Don't need to name any names, but do you foresee that happening where there are entries, whether it's today or over the next couple of days, that just make people take a step back and be like, wow, I can't believe he's entering the transfer portal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna have some five, like former five stars that people don't expect, 100. Um, percent We could have some elite, elite players that people don't expect. It all just depends. Like, we hear rumors all the time. I'll I'll throw his name out there because it's just, like, percolating everywhere. Is Devin Leary. That might not be who you were thinking of, but he has been a very successful quarterback at NC State. A fellow New Jersey kid like myself. Yeah, and MJ Morris, um, obviously might be the guy for NC State moving forward. I think Devin Leary could end up in the portal, like Notre Dame and Illinois, make a ton of sense for him, given his connections. But um, yeah, like, I think we'll see a lot of guys like that. I'm sure I'm going to be surprised too. Like, I hear a lot of rumors, but I, I'm always taken aback by some of these guys too. So it's going to be a really interesting week. And we're, I know we're pushing Monday as like the big day and it will be a huge day, but these names will trickle in all week. So like Tuesday is going to be busy. Wednesday is going to be busy. It might slow down a little bit on Thursday and Friday, but it's going to be a 24 hour thing the next couple of days uh, with the transfer portal. And um, it's, it's, I've always thought of it as a supercharged version of NBA free agency. And I don't even think supercharged is the right adjective anymore. Like it's just, it's ginormous. It totally changes the sport.
0: Yeah, it's really become, I think, between transfer portal and signing day, uh, the early signing day in, in December. I think those are now the two busiest days when it comes to the recruiting calendar and maybe college football, maybe the college football calendar. Uh, overall, it really helps set a tone for your team in 2023. And we have a big day of transfer portal coverage ahead. So remember, again, from 10 a.m. Eastern to 6 p.m. Eastern today on the 24 seven sports YouTube page to tune in to the transfer portal palooza show. And of course, always make sure to stay locked in to 24 seven sportscom and your favorite team site as they'll have all coverage on transfers that affect the college football landscape as well as your favorite team. So, Chris, have a fun day today, man. Get some some rest when it's over. Thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Anytime, Lance.
0: The 24-7 Sports Transfer Portal Palooza from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern on the 24-7 Sports YouTube page. So for Chris Hummer, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks so much for listening to the College Football Daily.